Coot. Coot right through. Got a pass on to Brass, and Brass is it for the try. Oh, so easy. Nettie to Flannery. Flannery to Rickardson. Rickardson to Fletcher. Fletcher puts the arm up, and he goes over. Fletcher scores. Now it's one-way traffic. Williams has got the ball. Gets it on to Maloney. Sets himself. Kicks for Tupo. Tupo and Williams. Tupo! On a night, our mighty Cox took the trip down to Double AMI Park to face the might of the Melbourne Storm. Well, it was six on the trot, Roosters fans, and Coach Robertson, well, he was having nothing of Bellamy's tactics. We all saw the Melbourne Storm fight for penalties, fight for field position, but they were not matched by our Spartan, our spiritual warrior, the man who led from up front, JWH, Jared Weirer Hargraves. That's right, fans. I'm going to say it again. Jared Waira Hargraves. Stand up, Jared. You are the man. Along with Victor, Joey Manu and Teddy took apart the Melbourne Storm middle. And I can safely say we're in good hands as our Spartan and spiritual warrior took to the Melbourne Storm Ford Pack. Well, Silky and Bells, what a week. Silky, we were down there, 25,000 screaming Melbourne fans. They announced they got 40,000 members. We didn't care. We shattered every one of them. Well, <laughs> and it was good to see. Welcome to Roosters Radio. What a week that was. A little bit of wet. You were sitting next to our chairman last week, both yelling your heads off. What a terrific game. It sure was, Bush. Hello, welcome to another episode of Roosters Radio. And I've got to say that 25,000 strong parochial um, Melbourne crowd, well, they booed the whole game. They're passionate fans down there. And poor old Jarrett, he, uh, he copped the lion's share of it. Absolutely. But um, it was just a brutal game of footy. Like, even just being there live, the, the, you could hear some of the hits. It's another one of those grounds where you're quite close to the action. It's not a bad seat in the house, is it? No, it's a great venue to watch football, as a matter of fact. And, you know, shout out to uh, the Tahans for uh, letting me go into the icon box. It was uh, great. And as a matter of fact, Bush, you're right. We sat next to the um, the board of directors and I got to listen firsthand to our chairman, Nick Politis, just give the touchies an absolute spray. Just yelling for penalties. Getting, getting them on side, getting <laughs> them off the ruck. But uh, it was a really good game. I think Melbourne started pretty poorly. There's mm. a few mistakes which give us good field position, um, which led to points. But all over the park, there were some standout performances, but none big as, I, I dare say, as JWH Bells. Yeah. Oh, cracking game. I obviously I, – I didn't get the chance to get down there, but on television, the first 30 minutes was – it was so fiery. It just – the atmosphere must have been amazing because it just it was just fast football. I thought our um, line speed was great. I mm. thought our, I thought we really def- defended well, and we did that from the get go. I think we scrambled well too, Bells. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Look, to be fair, both sides were offside all night. They were absolutely like we both sides were, were well. Well, in you can front. see that and, at the game, yeah, can't you? You can like, when, when you're, you're up high, it on you can television. See it. Um, you know they were they were leaving early, and I think the referee struggled. Around the ruck? Well, they were competing for line speed, and they were they were really coming at each other. Like you said, it was such an aggressive game. You could see the forwards, just the middles. You know, we, we got told before the game that Roosters were going to take this one up the middle. Yep. We're not going to take, you know, Melbourne out wide. And you, well, you could see it. Their I, momentum. I, that was the reason the, we won, too. Well, the forwards Absolutely. have been 
the last few weeks have just been outstanding up the front and that's how they just laid that platform. That's how we won the game. Can I tell you as well, I mean, you know, we've mentioned him, we've interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. We're going to talk about him all the time, but Matt Lodge has settled into that rotation unbelievably. He is just coming out off that back fence. Uh, you know, if, if it's not Lodge, it's Hargraves and it's it's the greatest nightmare of any opposition. You know, I know that Jared Weir Hargraves is probably the most feared player by many Mm. Um, you know, who you don't want to come up against in attack or defense. But Matt Lodge is slowly building himself a repertoire of great carries where he's just punching that ball forward, bending the line back, and just setting a great platform. And then, Silky, you add Collins and Takayeho. I know we're going to lose Lindsay for a few weeks, and that's unfortunate. I will say something about Siwa. I will say that Siwa sometimes looks like in the twilight of his career and sometimes looks like he's in the beginning of his career, but his footwork is exceptional. Mm. And I mean that with respect to Siwa. He has the game nothing. To come back from injury all the time must be difficult for him, but I tell you what, he's playing outstanding. Well, mate, he came back from a broken uh, cheekbone, I believe, so he's been out for three or four weeks. Absolutely. And you're right, Bush, the, the game was played through the middle and I thought we dominated that part of the game and we had the ball in hand, but I have to say our defence, Melbourne scored... With 15 seconds of, of JWH's sim binning, and mm. they got it off a repeat set. It was a, I can't remember the call. It was like a six again. 15 seconds or, to go, yeah, wasn't it? And then, like, and then uh, Xavier Coates scored in the corner. So mm. we defended pretty well for that moment of time when JWH was off the field. But I looked up at the clock with eight minutes to go, and, and I remember it was 8.06 to be, to be clear, and we defended pretty much up until that last probably 58 seconds. We did. For that entire time. Mm. And there were some huge plays within that, within that time. Obviously, the, the Teddy Nat put to try saver right at the end, but there was a couple of other ones. I know, Bells, you, you'll touch on a few that you liked, but there was one in particular, Matt Lodge. They run the ball on the short side on the fifth and last, and Matt Lodge made a tackle, which, you he know, did. a front row doesn't corner. have to make in the corner. It was mm. below, right where right we were right sitting. Below us. Mm. And it, it's a huge effort play. You know what I mean? It like was that, a covering was, tackle too. Like it right. came out of nowhere. But I know, Bells, there was a couple of standouts from Sammy Walker that took your eye. Oh, that try-saver. Wow. Wow. Oh, outstanding tackle on Kenny Bromwich. Like, laced him. Honestly, he's only a little fella and he just – it was outstanding. But also there was another one from Hargraves, which was another try-saver. Oh, on um, Cam Munster. On Cam Munster yep. and Lindsay Collins cleaned up that the ball grubber that on in goal. I thought that was outstanding. Yeah. And then obviously Teddy. Uh, he just there was a few highlights for him for, for me sorry on on Teddy which he nearly is every week but try saver on Kenny Bromwich again outstanding tackle held him up in goal um, and then he was there not long after that to clean up the drop ball off Suali'i yep. um, which another try saving you know moment of the game and then also in the first half he had a cracking tackle one on one on Coates um, mm. and that was a try saver so I'll, I'll tell you what to. I've only just thought about it when you when you're talking about Teddy. In that time when we did all that defence, there was a few um, moments within the game where there was a stoppage, be it a, a line drop out or an injury or something like that, or, or when you know Victor Radley went off or, or whatever it may be. And Tedesco would bring the players in and he'd be kind of mm. remonstrating to them, like. But it was based on those, obviously those effort plays that we've just touched on because that's what they are. Mate, getting there, like I mean, it was one percent. That's they exactly call it. right, mm. but. Teddy was barking orders at him throughout the game, and I, I I saw that just from sitting in the grandstand, which I you know you don't see those kind of things when you when you're watching on TV. But yeah, it was a it was a great performance. It's come at a bit of a cost, but um, yeah, well done, Roosters. Look, I want to reiterate to all our Roosters fans out there that 
um, our team, the belief has grown and grown and grown. Mm. And, you know, they're all working. They're working with the coach, Whisperer. They're working with each other. They're playing for each other. They're playing for our sponsors, our jersey, our club. From the Penrith game, you can see where we really wanted to win. And the improvement has been incremental. And I can safely say that we are going to finish the season on a high note. They have a target and they want to hit it. And they played like it. Shame we're not going to see Victor this week for obvious reasons. And, uh, that was a, you know, an incident in the game that yeah. no one wants to see. We want to just wish. Victor is a big fan of Roos's Radio and we're huge fans of him. I want to wish Victor all the best as he, you know, gets himself better this week. I tell you what, it's going to be hard keeping him away the next week. The, he'll be there. <laughs> you oh, could imagine telling there. Victor you can't play in a final. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course, he'll be there. Good luck, whoever has that but, job. But the team, uh, you know, they're well led and they're real prepared and they'll be ready for this week no matter what. It's a next man up policy for Coach Robbo. Bit sad about Toops as well, so it'll be good to hear you know a little bit more on that injury. Well, that old Rolls Royce never gets injured lately, and well, uh, it's the first time he's had an injury in a while. Well, some someone that should we should also mention, you know, when Toops did come off, uh, I know he's a Drew. fan of Drewy Hutchison, mm. defended on the wing yep. at some stages. Now I know probably we've had a joke, Bush. You know, you think you'd probably beat him over seventy five meters. No, I don't know if, These I beat. Days? if we put a thick shake at the end, I think you'd probably get him a chocolate thick shake. I'm, I'm a few, few years past beating Drew now, but would have yeah. absolutely flogged him in the early days. But, but he uh, <laughs> with def- a thick shake. defensively sound, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, you know, he'll. he'll I thought he'll, he had a solid game this week in the centres. Well, our mm. club's favourite son and our most capped player is Mitch Orbison, and you can start to see that Robbo is obviously either coaching and training Drew to be in that role because he's been put so many places. So he's been at five eight. He's played at half, he's played at hooker, he's played on the wing, he's played in the centres. But one thing is key to his game, his defence is amazing. Yeah. And then on the other side, you've got Soeli'i, who had a cracking game again. Honestly, that kid is outstanding. He outplayed his opponent, who, who's, you know, one of the best wingers in the game, mm. Xavier Coates. I thought there was that high ball with Coates ran straight underneath him. How that wasn't uh, a sim bin at, at best or worst. Yeah, like defensively, I don't think he got around him once. Um, and obviously, Sawley, he scored a try mm. down that wing. So, uh, Copped an elbow decision. to a head as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> he, got, he got flattened a couple of times and, you know, we're not even going to go there. Well, you but, know what I'm loving about it? You know, you hit the nail on the head, Silky. I mean, he, he deserves penalties. He's, they're testing him out. They're mm. putting the ball up. They're saying, right, oh, young fella, let's see what you really mm. got. Do you know what he's saying? Keep coming. But on. you know what I loved? Keep I know coming. we're not going to go there with the elbow, but he didn't even get up and complain. No. Didn't carry on, just got up and well, did that's his Roosters, job. Roosters, that, that's mm. Roosters footy, mm. and that's what you can expect. Mm. Con- to the contrary, you know what? You, you see some of oppositions and the one from Friday night, I noticed there was a fair bit of jockeying for penalty and field position, and it changed my whole landscape of, of, of you know how they play. And I think it helped us because I think they were getting frustrated. They weren't getting some of the rubs of the green they were really trying hard for. So it gave us an opportunity to get the ball back, and, and you know that, it frustrated them. Well, boys, changing gears onto the women's. They had a great game on the weekend against the Broncos. It was Absolutely. going to be a hard game. Um, played up their standalone game yeah. at Suncorp Stadium First on one ever. Saturday afternoon, and they came away with another cracking win, 28-8. to eight. Dominant. Now, Silky, you called some names out last week to watch, and they had they Blinders. were on fire. Look, Racy McGregor, I don't have her stats in front of me, but I know she set two up. Um, she was unbelievable with the ball in hand and really uh, – just a, a great player to watch. And also Olivia Koenig, she scored last week. She got a double this week. Um, she's big. She's got, uh, you know, skills and she can find the line. So uh, Very humble to Koenig. She yeah. was interviewed after the game and she was just like, oh, I just, you know, all I had to do was put it over the line. But I think she's <laughs> picked up the game late also. I don't think she's been playing that no. long. The other thing that I noticed, Bells, 
um, watching the game, it was pretty much over at halftime. Well, Absolutely. Yeah. It was dominant performance, wasn't it? And against a side like the Broncos. It was 16-0 at halftime. So they just rolled them in that first half. But it was a great game. And in the second half, what I was really impressed with was our defence because uh, the Broncos threw a fair bit at us, mm. particularly towards the back end of that second half. Um, but our, we were dominant through the middle once again. So, look, the, the women's game, is I, I enjoy watching it. I think we say this each and every week. But uh, the performances of our women's team are being exceptional. And, uh, you know, they got their hands full again this week. It's the uh, the grand final replay. Well, Suka, grand final replay it is, and who can forget this year earlier on when we uh, got one up over the Dragons. And I tell you what, our chairman just, he's going to have to spend more money on carpenters. We're going to have to get Jesus involved <laughs> exactly. at the Roosters Leagues Club to get the, the trophies in. Well, well, speaking of chairman, today's podcast is being recorded live in the boardroom here at East Leagues. This is where the decisions get made, and most of them made by the man who will be joining us after the break, the Godfather, the chairman, Mr. Nick Politis. You're on Roosters Radio, and we'll be back. Right after this. Well, Roosters fans, you can all rise today because we're in the presence of greatness. This man that we're about to interview has steered our club for so many years now to so much greatness and so much victory, but he also chairs our club and there's so much to talk about, Silky and Bells. Here we are in the beautiful offices of the club at Spring Street. And we're in we the boardroom, are, Bush. We're actually in the boardroom. We are in the boardroom. Where I the, said to you, where the magic happens. I told you years ago when you were a ball boy, I'd get you to this boardroom <laughs> somehow, and not for disciplinary reasons. He's very humble. He gets shy when we do these big introductions. But for me, Silky and Bells, our fans know this. When we have our chairman on uh, for an interview, we get most of our listeners, and we can safely say he is the number one Rooster supporter. He backs this club wholeheartedly. He is so passionate. We're going to hear from that. Please welcome Chairman Nick Politis. Uh, thanks very much. And uh, firstly, I would like to uh, take this opportunity to thank you guys for the great work that you're doing for us in the club, uh, Rooster Radio, to become a part of our life. And and, uh, and that um, adds a lot to our Rooster family to have you guys do what you're doing. So, so I would like to personally, and, and on behalf of the board, thank you very much for thanks. what you're doing. Thank you, Nick. Thank, thank you very Nick. much. Nick, I want to kick off by asking you a question. We're going to take this interview on a, a little bit of a journey, uh, you know, a little bit of history, what's happening currently, you know, the legacy, the passion. You know, we've spoken to so many people um, in preparing for this, and this is something that we hope that fans will listen to in years to come and look back and go, wow, you know what, this is a very powerful period. The Roosters seem to keep on just getting better and improving every year. There's incremental growth, and it's not just on the field. It's in all areas. Every army, every business, every family has a leader. You're ours at the Roosters, and I know how humble you are about that, but how proud are you to call yourself the number one rooster? Well, um, I don't know about that, but I think it's a team effort. But what I'm very proud because we, after many, many years of uh, hard work by all of us, uh, you know, we, we've reached the stage in the last sort of 12 months where we finally – you know, we've always been called the gypsies over the years. We've been everywhere for training, playing Hanson Park, uh, Wentworth Park, ES Mark, uh, you know, sports ground. But now, after a lot of hard work, and it's been very difficult and, uh, and, 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 uh, a lot of, uh, hard work by Joe Kelly, I've got to say, in negotiations with the, the government, uh, the Centennial Park Trust, as you know, we finally now are truly, um, Moore Park is really is our home, our home. Um, because now we've done a 25 year deal 
to play there at the new stadium. 25 years uh, deal to, to be inside the stadium with our Centre of Excellence. And it's going to be wonderful when you see it. Uh, we'll be doing there in the museum we're setting up. And some of the stuff we're going to have there on display for everybody to see. And also, the hardest thing was to get 25-year deal at Kipex Lakes, which is owned by the, um, which is run by the Stena Park Trust, and they're very hard people to to deal with, good people. But it was, it's very unique; it's never happened before to get a 25-year deal. Normally, 10, 10, 10 years is the max. So now, for the first time, you know, we're there forever with a great facility. Our Cerro Excellence is there. Our, our playing ground is there, and we're trying to stay in the area also in, in EQ with the facility we got when Joe's negotiating now, and we'll use our current facility, which is a portable one, but hopefully we can stay, make it into a permanent one and put our juniors in there, uh, put our um, Tasha girl, girls in there, and anything anything else associated with the Roosters, and have that as a, like the, the primary school, you start there and then you graduate. You go to the to the university up the road at the, in the new stadium, you know. And and that's and also I think we're going to try and use that um, the, the 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 that oval in the back of EQ, the which yep. was the oh, original showground show oval. The showground, show yeah. yeah. We're going to use that for uh, to train our juniors there and tell them this is where rugby league started in 1908. The first games were played there, so. When you put all it together, I think you know the club and and and, and the management have done a great job. Finally, after all these years, putting all this together, so we're there now for a long time. Yeah, yeah you know, we're talking to CEO Joe Kelly. The irony is not lost on any of us, true rooster people. That that's our spiritual home, Nick. You know, our Belinda here, her her father. Cooper's father, my grandfather, you know, ourselves, Cooper and I yeah. played on that field, on that very ground. That is Rooster's home. It's sacred ground. And the irony's not lost on Rooster's fans, and it's certainly not, yeah. not well, lost on you. Well, that's the thing. Uh, people say, you know, the club's saying they don't want to come there. It's their home. I won't mention who. But the trouble is, you know, the, point, the point is we've been there. Uh, this is our third stadium. I think we started with the old sports ground, 1928. We did. And then we're 30 years with the, the old Allianz. And now with the new one, and so nobody else has played there. Yeah, for clubs now to say, well, let's go. You know, we want to go there because it's our home. It's not their home. It's only only the, the Roosters are the only people that belong. That's our true home, and it's very sacred that that feel. You know, Nick, the new stadium that they the spared no expense, and one of the most enjoyable things being uh, one of us, and that's true. Roosters fans is watching that sign go up, the home of the Sydney Roosters, as you drive down. Moore Park Avenue. As you talk, it's like a church for Roosters fans. How did you feel when well, you saw well, that that's, sign? Well, that, that, that was hard work. That's pretty unique. Absolutely. To, to get them to agree for us to put that up. But to me, that was like everything. And when we were negotiating and we negotiated for months, we closed the deal on that. We gave in on a few other things, but we, I said we need to have that sign there. And thank God they finally agreed and we got it. So to me... That's you. That's unique, and it'll never happen again. Where you can put something like that on a on a eight hundred million or billion dollar stadium. 
It was absolutely beautiful to see today. Driving down Moore Park Road, it was just to see that the hairs on the back of your neck just stood up, you know. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. lit up at night because the other day I drove past at night time and it was half on, half off, so <laughs> I called up and blew up a bit. <laughs> so, You've got a direct number, I bet. So, so I'm sure I'm you haven't got a remote control neck for the light. <laughs> so I'm sure it was lit up the other night, you know. It's massive, yeah. Look, Nick, just on the stadium, it's, you know, it's a world-class facility. Um, we just spoke about the history of it. But when you actually saw the stadium and had a tour, what did you think of the actual facility? Oh, it's fantastic. You know, it's excellent. And um, they say it's probably the best in Australia, uh, and I think it is by a long way. And uh, so we can't wait till Friday night to play there, you know. Uh, so, but it's it's a wonderful facility. We've got... Um, you know, a set of excellence. I don't know if you guys have been through it, but you should go through when it's finished. It's going to be fantastic. We've got about, what, 2,200 square metres, probably uh, three times more than we have back back in the old little place at the back of the car park. Yep. And we allowed also for the women's team. They've got their own separate facilities. And so it's it's fantastic. You know, we cater for, the, for everything. You know, a huge uh, sort of um, gymnasium, you know, uh, wrestling area. You know, Rob, is, as you know, he's a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Everything's everything's done uh, to his um, rec- with his recommendations, and it's the best of the best. You know, when you have you guys been through it yet? I'm not sure, but no, not, not, not yet, but, not at all. But, but so you know, leaving it for Friday night, yeah, the big one. <laughs> well, it's not finished. The facility will probably won't be finished. They're going to be moving in about. We're going to stay where we are for this season. Yeah. Finish the season off. Then about November, we're going to move everything into the new Centre of Excellence at the stadium, which is on the first floor, in the mezzanine floor facing Moore Park Road, near near that sign. Mm-hmm. Nick, we were just, I mean, talking about the new stadium, one of the things that we've just learnt collectively is there's going to be a bit of a Roosters Museum as part of the new Allianz, and uh, the, the, the four of us were, were extremely lucky to have a bit behind the scenes look at some of the amazing historical jumpers and yeah, ma- some of the some of the fantastic. great uh, archive or, or memorabilia that's been donated to the club. Like, just your thoughts on on that. Well, it's we everything. And what happened actually when I saw the initial plans, they were very bland, and to me it was like walking into a cafe. You know, the not saying wait a minute. I said I want all this change. I said, you, you people been to the Four Seasons hotels. I want that look. <laughs> so I said, I want a wooden a, panels, a, isn't it? Like, yeah. I yep. said, when we come in, you're going to receptions on the right. I said, I want a room where it's going to be like a waiting room if somebody's is, is, is waiting to see somebody. But as I said, it's got to be like a five star hotel look, and that's I think what they're uh, they're doing now. You know, they've got paneling and you know, great furniture. And then all the memorabilia is going to be, you know, framed and presented there. It's going to be a real showpiece for anybody visiting the club, you know. Nick, you, this is your 45th year being involved in the club. I mean, the the work that's gone into the new development of, of Allianz, is this something that, you know, when you look back on your career and, and all the great work that you've done, and, and there's pl- been plenty, but is this one of the kind of the, the jewels in the crown when you look right, back? Right, it is. Yeah, well, it's, well, yeah, as I said before, it's something we've been striving for a long time to to have everything in one location uh, and 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 and, to, and 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 add the new facility, the new stadium. It's just everything, you know. It's uh, I think it's just the game is uh, just about completed, uh, and uh, we couldn't wish anything better to be able to get all those the training ground, playing ground, 
and the our offices and set of excellence all in one location, and with maybe hopefully we haven't concluded yet, but using our current uh, temporary uh, facilities down at um, EQ to keep those mate, and um, and put our junior teams in there and our, our Tasha Gale team. Yep. I wouldn't mind just touching a bit on a, on a bit of footy if you don't mind. I was lucky enough to go down to Melbourne and sit in the box. Um, Next to you down there in Melbourne, was a, it was a tough win, and oh. I got to see firsthand how passionate you are when you're watching the game. Um, I was yelling too much. You, well, as, as was I, but um, you know it was great to see that you know how how passionate you are as a Roosters fan. But you know we, we caught up at lunch, and you'd been out all day visiting car yards. Yeah. And then you're at the footy, and, and I could see, you know, you give the touchy plenty on the on the sideline. I know. Well, I was trying to get a penalty. <laughs> exactly. I might have got one. I usually get one. My voice is, is going yeah. not as loud as I used to be. We need to get you a loud hailer. <laughs> what gives you more pleasure, Nick? Is it the business side what you've been in for, for many, many years or the roosters? Uh, well, the, the business I've been in a long time is my life, and I love it. But the rooster is the thing that's, uh, you know, the icing on the cake. And I still, you know, I still get nervous. I'm nervous now for Friday night yeah. and Sunday mm. Tuesday. Yeah. Nick, you, you wear that each week with the players, the selections, the injuries, you know, the ins and outs. There's not one thing. Whenever we get the opportunity to talk to you, and sometimes we see you socially, you, you, you don't have any details that you leave unturned. So when we do get to the end of a week and, and you see that, you know, we have a victory and Jared's in there leading the drum and he's bringing Joseph Sawali in there. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. How does that make you feel? Well, my very proud, and you know, and the bigger the the after Friday night in Melbourne, I was looking forward to going home and seeing them all Saturday, watching both channel replays <laughs> over and over. It's <laughs> the best way to spend Saturday. <laughs> I enjoyed it, you know. <laughs> That's what I was looking. It makes your weekend, doesn't it? Especially yeah. when you play Friday night. Well, the pressure valves off too, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, that was so important to win. We had to win to, to make sure we get in the eight, and we did. So it was fantastic, and it's it's great for a club. I mean, uh, since Robert's taken over, I think we missed the uh, playing in the finals just once, didn't we? Yeah, once. That, that year, uh, 2016, yeah. when we had a bit of drama. Yeah. Well, it was a great birthday present as well, wasn't it? Yeah, the it win, was. Hey? Happy birthday for yeah, last weekend. You. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Now, Nick, coming towards the back end of the season, we have been we're on an amazing winning streak at the moment. Um, but who has stood out for you in these last few rounds? Like, what players stood out for you? Well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the halves and the wingers, kicking to the wingers for those tries is unbelievable. That's why I think we're going to miss Daniel this weekend. But they all have. I mean, you know, of course, you can't beat uh, Jarrett's performance. Mm. Like, they obviously, they came looking for a bit of a street brawl and and he gave it to them, you know, and that's what it's all about. And, and it's good to see, you know, Jarrett take on that task because he – you look at the younger guys, they look up to him, you know, the, the Sammy Walkers and, and these guys, they think he's God, you know, because he's strutting around like a, something out of those <laughs> Viking movies, you know, <laughs> the Viking series, yeah. and he loves it too, you know. We think of more Spartan, go with the thing. More Spartan, yeah, okay. <laughs> You're right, I should use it, more Spartan look, yeah. They're, they're all playing well, you know, across the board. I mean, you can't, uh, what, what Tedesco is a legend, everybody. Kiri's coming good now, so... Everybody's playing well at the moment. It's just this week, unfortunately, we had those couple of injuries with Victor and uh, and Daniel and, and of course Lindsay. But thank God we got uh, uh, you know we got criticised for uh, 
signing Lodge. But I think everybody now is backing up and saying it was a smart move. And it was a smart move. For the money we're paying, is, it's been fantastic. And, um, and, uh, and it's, and, uh, it, it's, you know, people criticized him and Robbo sort of spoke to him about 10 years ago. He wanted to become a rooster when he was 17, 18. Anyway, it didn't work out, but, um, you know, Robbo spent a bit of time with him before we signed him now. And he's, he's a different guy and he's a very intelligent guy and he wants to prove a point and he's proving it. He's been virtually perfect, hasn't he? He's mm. been amazing. Oh. The, the way he plays, Incredible. The, the, the way he plays the ball, he's very fast. He sets the platform for a few few tries. And he's uh, massive. Huh? <laughs> he's massive. Right? It's just yeah, huge. but he's got that knack of somehow he seems to be able to get up very quickly. Mm. He doesn't get rolled over, you know, and uh, but he's, he seems to sort of fall on, on his hands and arms or something and springs <laughs> back quickly. And those two, sec- two or three seconds make a big difference, you know. Nick, we had the pleasure of interviewing Matt Lodge on our Roosters Radio podcast yeah. and one thing that stood out, I said to him, I was, you know, Matt, you've been roostified. And, you know, he actually said, I've only been here a short time. I'm going nowhere. And I feel like I've been, you know, I've found a home. Yeah, yeah I know. You yeah. must be really proud of people getting roostified and what yeah. it is to be a rooster. I know the standards you keep are yeah. meticulous. I know that, you know, even with Coach Robinson, he's a perfectionist. Yeah. But what is it to you? The, the standards that we've got to hold ourselves, hold ourselves to account as players, as fans, as a club. I think coming coming to our club with our culture, it worked for him. He couldn't, I shouldn't say, if he'd gone to some other clubs, maybe he wouldn't have worked at us so well. Uh, but he knows exactly what we expect. He knows what we're like. And he and he delivers, you know. And uh, he came out for this, what, the last seven games on a very small amount of money. Uh, and uh, he's lifted and we've probably... Probably re-sign him, I think, for another year. I had a pleasure of being in an after-game function up here. It was a former CEO who's no longer with us, and it's a former player who's currently with us and playing well in the second row. I can't mention any names of it. That narrows it down to two. And he had a particular haircut that he'd bring from our greatest rival. So if you can't work that out. <laughs> and you turned around and you said, that's not a rooster's haircut. What impressed me the most is on Monday, he had a short back and sides like he'd join the army. Mm. You know, what are the standards you expect? Well, I think I like the way that we look, you know. I mean, you know, it's that's, that's, that's the look we wanted. It's, they look like real footballers, you know. It's, I don't want to comment about something else <laughs> because it might get me into trouble. Or something. <laughs> we, we're touching on Matt Lodge when we did speak to him the other week, and there's a bit of a theme here because uh, when we spoke to Matt Lodge, he, he talked about playing for the fans, you know, playing for his teammates, actually playing for you. And I know if we look back at some of the players that we've picked up across the years, the Blake Fergusons, the Todd Carneys, there's a couple of players there that had checkered pass and, you know, we've given them an opportunity. A lot of that comes back to loyalty and I know loyalty is something that's really important to you. You know, how do you see that? But, but it's not only just all that. I think we've got to remember we've got some great people within the club, like Kathy King, it's like she's the mm. mother superior. Yeah. You know, like she... We're talking about um, Fergo, she probably every day she'd call him and say, "What are you doing today?" And he'd say, oh, "Well, don't do that. Don't stay home or do this, do that." And that's the, what we got in the organisation, you know. Mm. Uh, and Kathy is just the most wonderful person. Heart. Uh, it's unbelievable. Mm. I tell you, I don't know if you read the article the other day, but Buzz Rothfield rang me and he's he wanted to do an article after <coughs> Friday when Victor got knocked out. Mm. 
And we said, no, you can't do it because the, the guy's got concussed. I don't think it's right. So he, so he called his father and his father said, yeah, uh, he spoke to him about the whatever, but his father said, I, I can't believe it. He said, within five minutes after he was taken out, you know, he's taken off on the stretcher, he said, I got a call from Kathy King to tell me that he's okay sitting up and he's laughing and everything. And that tells you a lot about the club. Mm. And Rothfield said, I can't believe that. He said, I cannot believe this the way you guys run the club. He said, no, the club would have done that. But Kathy's like that. She rings up mum's, you know, every time somebody gets injured, she's on the phone straight away. And that's wonderful to have people like that, uh, you know, displaying those qualities. I'll, I'll and that's you what it's all about. Too. And that goes right through the organisation, you know. Yeah, I, I got a message. So, um Unfortunately, Sam Verrill's, you know, we, we couldn't hold on to him, which yep. is a real shame. Yep. But his father sent me a message saying how upset he was that he, he couldn't stay at the club and hopefully he can finish his career here. So, And we've seen that before too. But if I just go back to that loyalty piece, you know, players do want to play but for you. I've had just the same, because I know the kid was hurting, but I said, listen, don't, we're pretty, we'll try and get you back in a couple of years. You never mm. know, things change. We got some of the other guys back. We got... Connor Watson. Connor Watson mm. back. We've got Paul Oroski back. Yep. And it, you can see the kid felt a lot better. And, and I mean that. Who knows? Yeah. And he, Because he's a good player. He's a good kid. Things change. So hopefully we can get him back one day, you know. Robbo talks about Roosters-style football. He spoke at the sponsors' uh, dinner and as a sponsor of, of a player, it made us proud to be aligned with the club. And he talked about how we don't take dives. Dives, yeah. We play in a spirit that's, you know, becoming of, of rugby league. We, we play an entertaining style of football. To you, what is Roosters football? Well, exactly that. Well, Robbo's the one that gave birth to those words, mm. so mm. we're all learned from that, and that's exactly right. I mean, Robbo's very big about people, players not lying down, you know. They're really annoys him. And you can see how guys there, you know, I remember a few years ago, probably cost us a game. I think it was against Melbourne when Boyd got floored. Remember, he got up and played. He was knocked out. He didn't know where he was. That's right. Yeah. And and he uh, he, he didn't play the ball or something. That's something correct. Something went wrong. Absolutely correct. Yeah. And they got they got a scrum and and won the game in the last two minutes. Yep. And that's mm-hmm. because that's you know any other club or player probably ought to just stay down for a couple of minutes and we won the game. But he got up and played the ball when he was wasn't in that position. You know, physically, you know, to, uh, he couldn't play. He couldn't do it. You know, remember that he. I think he, he. I remember the game. He, lost he, got, the knocked, ball he got knocked out and he knocked it on trying to play it. He stumbled. Yeah, he stumbled. Play that's the right. Ball yeah, because the, ref blew the way it is, Robert, you get up and play. That's right. Yeah, and that costs us a game we, because that's. We saw a couple of those on Friday night down there in Melbourne, too, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Nick wanted to turn our attention to the juniors and the pathways. Yeah. And, you know, we all know that our Tasha Gower was undefeated. Um, you know, minor premiers in the SG ball. I mean, last week we won every single game. A minor in the. Uh, flag. Flag. Yep, Jersey flag. Harold Matz, you know, the Bears finished third. There's so much to love about the talent that's coming through. Yeah, and I think we're just in the start because, you know, with the centre, with the um, academy, you know, we, I, you know, you probably heard it anyway. I think it, was how it all started us. Uh, I mean, every club talks about academy, but it's a nice word, you know. Academy, it's a Greek word, actually. But, but it means, <laughs> Even better. <laughs> but this, it's a nice word to throw, but there's nothing else. Yep. Uh, under, uh, so when we went to uh, to Barcelona with the football team a few years ago on the way to England to play in the World Cup, we visited the Barcelona Football Club 
and they've got a museum and everything. And we saw their academy where they produce, you know, Barcelona Football Club's the best, one of the best uh, sporting entities in the world. And in, in their museum, they had the, the big posters. I don't know if I went through this with you. The, the oh, we, big walked, posters. we walked through. So, so you yeah. know, I had the pleasure yeah. of being on that tour and with in, you. I think it was the 2011 team. Uh, they won everything that the uh, everything cup. everything you can win in European soccer that year, and ten out of the eleven players in the team all came from the, the academy, including Messi. You know, yep. they recruited him from I think Argentina when he was fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. So when I came back, I said, "Listen, we're we're pussyfooting around. We're going we're going to have an academy. Let's do it properly. Let's get serious and put some uh, uh, muscle in it." That's when we finally found we bought those two blocks of units. The house, yeah. And uh, I was there last night actually having dinner with the kids and we take a couple of our sponsors or f- uh, foundation members uh, contribute to us to the running. So we bought that and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the um, our dream there is to, to produce, we put 12 kids, the best, into the academy. Uh, and, and, uh, Mitch Orbo is the CEO, full-time CEO of the academy. Nobody else has got that. And we got, um, you know, uh, a full-time, uh, high performance person. Jake Friend helps with the training. Many goes there and talks to him about nutrition and food and cooking. Uh, and he's set up, have you guys been there? You, no. Yeah, you should go and have a look. It's fantastic. And to us, so with the junior development, I think we're just touching the surface. I think uh, I think over the next few years we're going to see some wonderful results. Thanks oh. coming out of that. So we'll probably be the best setup of any club in the NRL to produce some talent from our academy. I might just forward. add Nick while we're on the podcast. Thanks, There's nothing Georgia. nothing better than watching the uh, best CEO in the game of the best rugby league club. <laughs> Serve a coffee to our chairman. It's really nice to, <laughs> he just got to a see coffee that, that was Joe, outstanding. <laughs> Joe <laughs> Kelly. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Joe Kelly, as much as he's my golf partner and I love him, he does not f- uh, forget where he came from. I think from. he even might have crushed the beans too. Yeah. From, uh, <laughs> yeah, hand crushed beans. Did a great job there. The academy, to me, is probably one of the special things, together with the other things we talked about before. That academy, and you know, I went there, I've been there three times so far, since we started to have dinner with the, and 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 with Orbo, you know, his instructions are you got to produce good players, but also good people. Mm. So if any, so if you got twelve there, there's always going to be a couple that won't meet our standards. So you got to move them on, and uh, and uh, I think we're going to be very very successful, and we've got some good kids there coming through. Nick, what a lot of our fans probably don't know. We've got fans all over the world and, you know, uh, you know, we've got a lot of our fans of other clubs that look at our club as the benchmark. What they don't realise is I see you at Waverley Oval on a Sunday and say, oh, what, you know, how are you? What are you doing here? So I'm here watching and you rattle off about six or eight players and it's how important is it for you to know every facet of the game from our academy to our NRLW well, to our Matthew Shield to us. Well, you've rattled off a few players over time with me. Yeah. That you're constantly watching to see their progress, isn't well, it? Well, that's what I'm probably going to no, say. That's right. Go Sound effects. <laughs> 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 no, well, that's everything, isn't it? That's what it's all about because it, it just doesn't start with the top 17. It starts with everything else below it, you know. And um, and I've got to say, even now, Daniel Anderson's doing a great job. And um, we've got some real talent coming through. There's, there's four or five really good kids coming through. 
probably know them all. I mean, C.Y. Wong, you know, I think he'll be playing first grade next year. He's, 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 he's outstanding. All the statistics on him, he's way in front of anybody else at that age in metres run, post-contact metres, all the stuff that they keep. So he's going to be a great acquisition. You know, there's a, there's, there's a few kids there, the the two brothers from Toowoomba. You know, yeah. The... the um, and the other, the other kid they reckon is the best young footballer in the code is that um, Rob uh, Toya oh, yep. from Nudgy College. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nudgy's part of GPS school, a Catholic school. And he's been outstanding. Unfortunately, he did his ACL, I don't know if you heard. So he's down here. We had him in the academy. He's got, he went back last week. And I called him, actually, when he went down. I called him the next day. And he, like, he, he was, because <laughs> not many done. The chairman's no, on the phone. Fine. <laughs> I said, listen, don't worry. We'll, um, you know, you'll come back bigger and stronger next year. And I said, what, what's happening with your, your, uh, the medical side? He said, oh, the, the school's going to do something. I said, look, don't worry. We'll fly you down. You'll have the operation down here, which he did because we got the doctor that we used for the ACLs down here. And we had him at uh, the academy for 10 days, and he went back home. And he's going to be sensational. I don't know, Nudgy went through undefeated last year because of him. Mm. And this year they're undefeated until that game. They were playing Churchy, another big school up in Brisbane. And he scored two tries before he went down with his ACL. And they lost their their game Mm. when he went off the field the first time they lost in a year and a half. So he's going to be a really sensational player. He plays in the centres. You probably know of this. Yep. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he'll be one to look out for, that's for sure. Hmm. Now, Nick, this week uh, was um, released the signing with our player partnership for the Ipswich. Yeah. Ipswich the Jets. Jets. Yep, yeah. Ipswich Jets, a, a place very close to your heart. Yeah, old school. They visit the old school, Craig Walker and, and Daniel, and they went actually and visited at my Ipswich Grammar School and the Ipswich High School and come up with some arrangements. And I want to give a, an annual award. You know, uh, uh, presentation day at night. You know, we're doing the same. Actually, I think at Waverley here and uh, and uh, and uh, Scots. Scots. Mm. Uh, it's important that Roost is given an award because it's good for the community and everybody else. <laughs> I've got to tell you, Nick. Both Craig and I went to Waverley, and you know we were leaguey. So I played Monday United and Craig at the Colts. If you were caught playing rugby league on a Sunday, you'd get a Sunday detention. That's how far the games. Uh, move rugby league yeah um you know you're talking about the gps schools and the and the cas schools i i go down and watch waverley first 15 play and they've got half a you know a few kids patty our producer coaches the 16 a's he's got a few of these young kids in his team so the the way that the rugby league is i, I guess i wouldn't say infiltrated but it's got well, we have the roosters the- we infiltrated our three or four <laughs> gps schools yeah and now we're trying to do the same with the uh, Ipswich, you know. To my point, yeah, you yeah. can see. And we help, we, yeah. we help uh, some of those kids with their, scholar, with their uh, costs. Yep. Boy. Uh, and, we, you know, Freddie's son is a Scots and his uh, best mate. He's a good player too, I forget his name. Um, and because if, if a good sportsman in the school puts in some money and we put a bit and then the parents and makes it easy because it's very expensive to be to yeah. board these days. So, and that builds a good relationship with the families you know, in the schools. So we, we're doing well there. Nick, on a personal note, uh, being from Ipswich yourself or being, yeah. you know, part of that, you know, yeah. Queensland alumni, how do you look back and think, wow, you know, back then, you know, you were just coming through, you know, the world at your feet. 
ideas just to a young man, you know, many years later, you have the ability to, yeah. to give back on a personal level. What does that mean to you? But we go back to school, says Grandma. Yeah, no, it means a lot of actually, like when I was at Ipsy's Grammar School, I wasn't really big on sport because I, I couldn't run. It was big flat feet, you know. So I played a bit of hooker, but that's about it. But I, I used to have to work on weekends at a fruit shop down at a railway station. So it was a different world, you know. Mm. Was it the family and, uh, fruit shop? You know, it was my uncle's, uncle's fruit shop, the fruit market down at a railway station at Ipswich, wow. you know, had to work on weekends and after school. Yeah. That's so we got a different great, world, different great world. work ethic from, <laughs> yeah, and walk to school. You know, there's no nothing. So it was a different world those days. But it's probably, you know, I'm proud of the school and proud of them. We've got a couple of good players now with with uh, Sammy and yeah. and uh, and the other kid, uh, Luke King. Carey's, I think Luke's from up that yeah, way, Luke too, isn't he? And, and King, you know, um, uh, Ethan King, Ethan, Ethan King, King. Yeah, yeah, he works at the clubby as well. He's yeah. a great kid, you know. Nick, let's talk about the women's game. The success there has been, yeah. It's been swift and, and we're doing really, really well. Our performances, you know, in the new season, yeah. capping off what was a great premiership winning season last year. What's your thoughts on the women's game, how it's improved? I mean, the skill, from my opinion, is you know, gone to Well, it's fantastic. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it, the ratings are going through the roof mm. because it's, it's fairly open, as, as the experts say. Thank God they haven't taught them about wrestling yet, so hopefully yep. they won't because it's, that's why it's free-flowing. Bit like eighties football, and isn't it's it? a bit hard. It's a bit annoying because the way the they're running it, uh, we can only sign players for one year, which is very annoying. So every t- now they're like now we've got to be careful. And I said to them, we've got to really somehow get commitment with the players because we can't sign for next year. You've got four new clubs coming on stream, so we're going to get raided again. We lost two or three to yeah. to Newcastle, Newcastle last yeah. year, mm. and we lost a couple of others. So until it settles down, it's it's a bit of a Problem. How do you see it into the future? Like, you know, in the next couple of years, there'll be full-time rugby league players that are on, you know, maybe not money that Teddy's on, but comparable? No, it won't be. Well, I don't think the game – I think eventually it will be, but I think it's not next two years, probably five to maybe ten years away. Because it's all all governed by revenue. At the moment, I think the women's games are part of the deal that they have. They threw those in. So probably over the next few years, they've got to separate and sell that asset separately, you know, and that'll happen when they get the good ratings. Mm. So that could be another big source of uh, income for the for the NRL if they can separate the women's away from the men's when it, it comes to doing the media deal, and that's that's when they they'll probably get you know a lot more uh, bigger bigger contracts, you know. Mm. It's going to be great on Friday with the double header with the women's game yeah, kicking it off first. Yeah, and and then we're just you know, after five, I think it is. Yeah. It is, yeah, and then um, we take on the bunnies, the game of the oh. <laughs> what the game that we always kind of we wait yeah, for. Well, Robo, you know, you know, our, our boys, you know, they you know their mindset they they want to win every game, mm. which is unbelievable. If you've got any doubts, talk to our players, and you walk away feeling good. Well, because, their belief at the moment. They made a pack after that Penrith game, you know, when we lost, mm. when we was pretty controversial because of the refereeing decisions, remember? Oh, yeah, that was short. Sure yeah. Absolutely. They yeah. stayed back and made a pack that, that night, the boys, this is it, we're going to win every game, and they won seven out of seven since then. Wow. So let's hope they continue, but uh, I'm a bit is worried it? that we might have to play them again. Yeah, there's an incredible belief in, in this year's squad, and, you know, 
How do you feel about this season so far? You know, for us, it feels a lot like hallmarks of 18, 19, 13 was like a, our eyes opened up, you know, to possibilities. But 18, 19, we, we, we knew where we were going. We were yeah, well, Robbo's like that. He's out of program. He's, he's, the thing is, a lot of people are saying uh, you shouldn't win this weekend because they said if we win, if we finish fifth, if Paramount loses, we play eight. And, and hopefully if you beat that, win that, that your next game then is the loser of one and four, which is... Par- you you've got to play them all anyway, right? Like which is play- Penrith, Penrith or... Penrith um, um, uh, and... And, uh, and Penrith and uh, Melbourne. Melbourne. Whereas on the other side, with all due respect to those teams, whoever finishes there has got to play... The, the Cowboys. Yeah. Mm. So somehow, and that's really, to me, that's... I mean, they're all great teams. They're making the eight, but you can see when you haven't got a, a true draw, how <laughs> things pan out. Yeah. Mm. Because it really depends who you're playing. Some clubs are uh, lucky and unlucky with the so-called. I don't call it a draw because when we have meetings, I always at the NRL say when I say draw, I say excuse me, you mean the TV schedule? Mm. They all laugh because we don't really haven't got a draw. What's the fairest way to do that, Nick? Well, I don't know. Years ago, they said they're going to look at doing something that's fairer. They were looking at the NFL because they got 16 teams here on each conference. Yeah. And they they equalised it over three years, which is true. But now we still haven't done that. And, and look, this year, we've got the hardest draw of any, any club. We've played the top four clubs twice and the bottom four once. Once, yeah. So again, we got the hardest job of any, any club. So I think to me, one thing that needs to be corrected over the next few years then is, is trying to get a, some sort of a draw that's fairer, fairer to everybody. How would you describe the rivalry between the Roosters and South Sydney through your eyes? Well, I think it's good for the Gates. You know, uh, the rivalry between myself and Nick Pappas were good friends. There's no <laughs> rivalry, but. The media exaggerated, I think, which is good for, I don't know, sometimes for, for they're looking for space yep. and for the ratings, you know. And, um, you know, I think we've all got respect for each other at, at, that, at that level, at the boardroom level. You touched on before. the leadership of Jared and how important he was last Friday night. He's obviously going to be equally important this Friday night. We did some numbers and he looks like he'll go on to – if, if he remains injury-free, to potentially break Mitch Orbison's record. How proud are you under your chairmanship? You've seen Luke Rickardson break Kevin Hastings' record. You've seen Anthony Minicello yeah. break Luke Rickardson's record. You've seen Mitch Orbison yeah. break Anthony's record. Yeah. And now Jared's in line yeah. Yeah. to break Orbo's record. It must make me very proud. Front row forward too, especially. It's, 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 it's very rare, isn't it, I think, to see a front row forward. To play 300 games, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And... Uh, and he's fit as he's just playing it like he's twenty. He looks leaner now again. than before. Yes, it's it's outstanding. And great defence. Good too, red you wine. Know, he pulls off some <laughs> great tackles. Well, I spoke to Minnie today, and I spoke to Rico this morning, and asked him about you, Nick. And I actually said, "Can you just give me a couple of words that sum up Nick Politis? And and Rico said to me, "Look, he is absolutely meticulous and the most competitive human being I've seen." And I said to him, "Would you like to have played with him?" He said, "If he played football, he said he wouldn't lose." Yeah. Well. 
Well, uh, maybe, I don't know. Okay, well, we're never going to know. Because <laughs> but I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm very determined to be successful. It doesn't matter what we do. Yeah, so. mm. Many, many years, the word Cooper used before was loyal and staunch. And mm. must make you proud when people you've seen come through from such a young age. Yeah. Rico, a local junior, many almost a local junior, if you yeah, think about sure. it. We, we developed well, uh, them so Arthur young. recruited him, and he yep. brother, remember? Yeah, from our west one day, 16. Mm. Yeah, no. No, it's great to see that they're all still involved with the club. That's the other thing we do as a club. We we try and keep most of the guys that have been loyal and one club players still you know, stay involved with the club. And that's part of the culture because young people coming in or people from outside, they see this and say, wow, this club is different. Mm. And you say, you know, we've got everybody involved in some capacity or we look after them with careers and jobs, you know. Well, that that leads to my next question. We are different at the Roosters, and I consider ourselves the benchmark. I mentioned to you in a, in a conversation with our CEO, Joe Kelly, I said, Joe, it's only just dawned on me that you're actually the CEO of the best rugby league club in the world. Cooper and I had the benefit of um, being invited as sponsors on the World Club Challenge. We went to Barcelona together, and we looked at the benchmarks yeah, 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 yeah. of English Premier League, and, and uh, you know we played against St. Helens. And when you think about it, what does it make you feel when we say that the Roosters are the benchmark in rugby league and we are the best club well, in the world? Well, it's everything. You know, it makes me feel very proud, very, very proud, yeah. Obviously, we've touched on the game on Friday night. It, it is an important game, the first um, game at our home ground. How much do we win by? Oh, God. <laughs> well, I hope it's not two or one because my heart can't cop it. <laughs> Maybe seven. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a safe number. <laughs> Field goal in there. Give us your score prediction. Oh, uh, or whatever. I don't know. Maybe, um, well, we defend well, so maybe 1912. Uh, 1912. 19, 19, there okay. you go. Who's Field kicking the field goal, Kiri or, uh, or Sammy Walker? Oh, probably Kiri. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nick, we want to really thank you so much for your time, the access, and uh, and the way you lead the club. I think it inspires the fans. I think Robbo summed it up uh, at the at the sponsors' dinner. You know, you guys are at the the helm of the club, steering at the direction. The fans were a part of one big Roosters family, and I love that the detractors, the people that sit on the outside, when they say those things about us, we love it. We have a level of class and dignity that comes from the top. We say nothing we don't need to because it's a reflection on them, not on us. So we want to thank you so much for your time thank you. on Roosters Radio and appreciate everything you're doing to continually drive us in that direction. Well, thank you very much and thank you for the great job you guys are doing. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Welcome back to Roosters Radio, and guys, uh, what a great chat. Great to, uh, you know, as we do each and every year, spend some time with our chairman and just get an insight and a real lifting of the veil, if you will, of uh, some of the, the great things that are going on behind the scenes at the club. Yeah, Bells, you know, you and I are super proud. We got to walk through the club. What our fans don't know is prior to having this interview, we got to walk through the club and there's some really exciting things happening with our academy, um, you know, with the museum and, and, you know, we got to share some moments with, our, cham- with our chairman and, and, you know, Bells, you know, the, the history that lies here is also history for ourselves, our own family history, which makes us all love, you know, this great club, but where it's going and what we've done uh, and, and to hear it come from someone who's had such an impact is, is amazing and it's great that Nick sits down so casually, gives us his time 
Joe Kelly serves the greatest coffee, <laughs> hand crushes the beans, <laughs> which obviously shows why his golf game's so good. So what more can you what more can you ask for? Yeah, it's pretty special. But uh, guys, moving on. Friday night. Here we go. Five forty kickoff. Let's hit two the games. games first. Two games. The double header. Grand final rematch. Roosters taking on the Dragons. It's going to be mouthwatering. I'll start with you, Bells. How do you see it? Yes, boys. Grand final replay, taking on the Dragons. Now, the Dragons are undefeated as well. The Dragons got up against the Eels and the Titans this year, so they're coming off the back of two wins, and it's just going to be a cracking game out there. Curtain raiser, first game at Allianz Stadium. It's going to be outstanding. I think Silky said a couple of weeks ago, something so exciting for our captain, Isabel Kelly, is to be able to be the first to run out on that field. You know what I mean? And, and you know, you shared those moments. You were the first to run out at the old stadium yeah. from, from 1988. <laughs> and, you know, you were the first to run onto that field. True story. Um, as a ball boy leading the club out. So you can only imagine how excited she's going to feel. These girls are going to be pumped for this. I think the Dragons are going to bring the game. You know, they've got some great players right across the park, you know. But, I think the way that they've recruited and the focus, as you said, Silky, on defence last week in that second half, uh, Coach Johnny Strange has really got them primed and ready. I'm expecting a really good roll-up for the women's match too. Like my uh, my daughters, Absolutely. I'll be taking my girls both out there to, to watch it because they've never seen the NRLW. You know, it's in a new venue. It's going to be exciting. And I think Roosters fans will get there en masse to support the, the NRLW team. And I'm inviting all Roosters fans to get out there and show some support for uh, for our women's team and, and get behind them. Not only get out there on mass bells, but fall in love with the game like you have been your whole life and actually get a different perspective. As, uh, NRLW has divided some opinions, some rugby league purists. And I always say to them, mate, give it a chance and get out there and have a look. And once they see the spectacle it is, it's going to be amazing on Friday night. And what better way to celebrate at a brand new stadium? I know the girls are looking forward to it. There, there's a bit of hype around the camp and the, and they actually can't wait because there will be a crowd there. Yeah. It's a brand new stadium. It's a sold out crowd. People are going to get there early just to have a look around, get settled in and it's just going to lay the platform for the atmosphere for the night. And um, they are pumped. I'm telling you, they are pumped to get out there. Well, let's get a score prediction from you both. 28-20. I was going to say the exact same uh, score. Gotcha. Strong, strong. <laughs> Roosters 18, Dragon 16. Well, Bells, you took mine, so I'm going to say Roosters 24, Dragon 16. Well, boys, now the big one, the Ronnie Coote Cup. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Played a few wait. of those myself. <laughs> In reserve grade. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been 23s. Look, it's the game that we all look forward to, and it's happening. It's at the stadium. We just mentioned there the atmosphere is going to be outstanding. What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to us winning. That's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, and you've summed it up in I one just want to get – look, it's been a few years now since we've uh, we've had a victory. So, you know, not to harp on the negatives, but I think our guys have to get hungry and want to win this. There's still something to play for. I know uh, results may depend whether it's fifth spot or a, a home final. So there's still plenty, uh, you know, plenty to fight for uh, by way of the, the, this season. Look, we're down a couple of troops. That's no secret. I think South are too. And what a great way to uh, start the uh, 25-year chapter of our time here at Allianz with a, a win over our mortal enemies, the Bunnies. Absolutely. Yes. Well, you did mention a couple out. So Radley's out. Uh, Lindsay Collins is out with the hip drop. And then Toops is out with that groin. But they've also got Cookie out and Campbell Graham, which I think Campbell Graham will be a big loss for them defensively in the centres. Teddy mentioned on Roosters TV that they may get out there a couple of times this week to train on the new park. So they're looking forward to it. 
I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Coach Robinson has a couple of maybe sleepovers or, you know, he's he's got some uh, history yeah, he likes where that he likes you know, and... doing something a bit unique. Mm. So whether there's a sleep out or something exotic that uh, Coach Robinson might come up with, who, who knows, but, you know, it's only Tuesday. The winning so, edge. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, lots been said, and it's such an exciting time. 25-year chapter begins Friday night. I can tell you, we are going to win. We're prepped to win. We believe we'll win. It's as simple as that. It's Roosters 22, South Sydney 10. And I like the fact, Bush, uh, when we talk about chapters, because Chapter 1 started back in the early 1900s. That has been our home. Yep. I played my first grand final there in 1980. I think you would have probably played yours there too around the same I, time. I did. I was in the canteen as well. Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> were. Bells, you remember going there as, as a girl, to, you know, and, and uh, a lot. watching watching games there. So uh, well, make don't no forget mistake, to your the, father. The sport, but my father played there as your well. Your father, yeah. Bells' father yeah, and yeah. my grandfather all and my hubby. ran yeah, out and there and, and mixed. So home. make no mistake, it is our home. It is our home not theirs, and uh, we'll do everything to defend it on Friday night, and that means coming away with the big W. I think we'll win, and I think we may win well. How about that? I think that's going to be Roosters 32, South 12. Interesting you say that. I thought a big score as well. I really did. So I'm going to go 28-8. Okay. So hold on, Silky, hold on. And a Roosters radio first. We are up in the boardroom. I told you I'd get you up in this boardroom. But what about Paddy, the producer? His predictions have been on song this year. He's been Paddy, quite good. you've done such an outstanding job. What is your score prediction Friday night as we begin this new 25-year chapter? Roosters 24, Souths 14, Bush. Well, there you have it, Roosters fans. An exciting chapter in the book. And you know what? They can put this one in the book of feuds too, Silky. Well, that book's near my Brasco, so uh, you know, there's some quite <laughs> decent reading there. But that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We want to thank our special guest, the one and only Mr. Nick Pilatus. You've been listening to Roosters Radio live from the boardroom, and as we say each and every week, East to win. Let's go.